So today, Phil Sexton and I are going to talk about how uh, realtors gave away keys to the castle. Um, and Boring. Now, okay, realtors <laughs> are are challenged with the the new environment of selling, where the the homeowner almost knows more details about the property than they do when the real when the when the agent contacts them, you know, from an online environment. So are you are you saying you're gonna talk about how agents can add value today with websites like Zillow and Redfin and Realtor.com and tools out there that it's easier for them to search for without a realtor? Like how do we stay relevant? Is that what you're talking about? I'm talking it's almost like you you said it better than I could, Phil. It's, it's how do how do we as agents stay relevant in a world where the consumers are almost trying to force us out. I mean, with new, with agencies like Redfin that's given half of their money away to buyers to let them search on their own. It's almost like a, a license to eliminate the realtor. So we got to teach realtors how to keep um, or to build their skill set and actually add more value so that we don't um, lose our jobs as buyers agents. Well, that's it right there. All you got to do is add value. Done. Okay. Thanks yeah. for joining the blab. Hey, Risser, what did you think of that? Right? Can you give us the? Hey, thank you, Bill. That's yeah. nice. Oh, right? nice. Yeah. <laughs> but that's really it. I mean, Bill, like we're 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 um we're doing call scripting with our agents, and they're talking to 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 buyers about bed bedrooms, bathrooms, and and. The thing is, is the conversation has to go deeper than that now. Right, Phil? Yeah, like what? Um, it, it is now causing the agent to uh, be the true hyper-local agent that we've told people we are online. How do you do that? Uh, you go out and do the work, Phil. <laughs> yeah, so one example. I think it'll be fun when we start to play some of the calls that we have recorded. Oh, we're going to need right? permission slips. <laughs> From you. you I, oh. Uh -oh. Yeah. Oh, uh -oh. Yeah. Aha on his face. Right? <laughs> so when somebody comes in and they're asking about a property that's in a subdivision, what familiar, what subdivisions are you familiar with, Jeff? Me? Yeah. Let, all right. So you are you talking about, all right. So mostly I focus on a half a city. Um, within the half a city, there's probably about, you know, 40 different major subdivisions uh, that we talk about, but within those subdivisions, so let's take one about like called Greyhawk. So Greyhawk's got 24 different subdivisions within it. It's got 18 different builders. Is that what you're talking about, Phil? Yeah. So when somebody calls up and says, hey, I, uh, web lead, let's go with a, somebody fills out a form on our website that says, I'm interested in houses in Greyhawk between four and 500,000 three bedrooms minimum, two bath minimum, and you pick up the phone and you call them. Right. Well, I mean, to me, I always want to uh, go right into learning and, and what I call tapping the tooth and digging deeper. Right. So like, what do you know currently about Greyhawk? Have you been out to any, um, have you been out to any homes there? Have you visited any open houses? I mean, have you, have you eaten at the good egg for breakfast before you, um, you know, got your Starbucks across the street. Yeah. So when you talk about specific things in the community, 
then it's you bragging without you bragging. Yeah. I mean, I talk about like, well, so, you know, do you have a son that um, wants to be able to walk to a basketball court? Right. Or maybe like maybe roller blade on the, you know, 30 miles of walking trails in Greyhawk, which is a little more amenable than if you're over in McDowell Mountain Ranch. It's built on a hill. Right. It's a little bit flatter so that, you know, your son can ride his bike over there comfortably, but yet still play basketball and get back safely. So if you're a new agent in the business, how do you get up to speed on information like that in all the different communities that you cover? I mean, to me, it's you pretend that you're a buyer, right? Let's just pretend that you're the one shopping because it's amazing because now the buyers are out ahead of the agents in doing research because the agents are, are still in the 2005 mode of. Did I lose you? Hey, call station first. uh, And then I'll go find you what you're looking for. But because now we're in an information forward state, we're in, we're, we're in an online environment where the buyers are way ahead of the agents. Um, the agents have to think more like a buyer and therefore go out and drive around the neighborhoods, right? To it's funny. Every time your phone rings, your black you to be able to, 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 but uh, that's a good thing. That's not a bad thing, <laughs> <laughs> but um, we have to be ahead of the buyers if we want them to trust us. I mean, the, the, the challenges is the, intelligence level of the average agent is dropping it's not going up and we're here to help people raise their uh but it's a lot of work to stay in front of a buyer today's day and age isn't it it is a ton of work i I mean i didn't say it was easy but if we want to keep making half of the half of the commission we can't let our buyers do all the finding of the houses and then just let us write the contract. Like the, I'm sorry, but in the future, the, the contract writing fee is not going to be half a commission. Bill Rister said real estate is not easy. No, there, well, this is the yeah, challenge. It's easy. Uh, thank you oh, for no, the sorry. comment. I mean, it is uh, in the today's current environment. Realtors are letting it be easy because they're like, go online, go online buyers, do all the research, drive around the neighborhoods, go to open houses. And when you find a good one, I'll write a contract and collect the check because I'm a contract expert and I deserve 3%. In that case, real estate is very easy. Um, yeah. Okay. So here we go. True hey, Steelyhead, thank you for the comment. Yes. Yeah, easy to do hard to master. No doubt, bud, but thank you for that. So I'm sitting at one of our listings on uh, Saturday. I'm holding it open from hey, one to four. can you tell somebody who you are if this is the first time joining us? We didn't do an introduction. You just started talking. My name's Phil uh, Sexton. I work at Realty One Group on the Seabock team. Business partners with that guy over there. He's he's that way on my screen. Yeah. I, uh, the funny thing is, is on, it's the opposite. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. So business partners with that guy. Yeah. He's a... Yeah, he is. Uh, let's see. I was licensed in 2006. I'm more into the marketing side of the business, lead generation, He's the director lead of conversion. our internet marketing team, right? But so, part, yeah, director of internet marketing team. But I also sit open houses because lead generation and open houses kind of go together. But anyway, I'm sitting in an open house on uh, Saturday from one to four, and 
I had 30 people through the open house. And there was one couple that was there. It was actually a whole family. They had their, their kids with them as well. They actually knew a neighbor in the, in the neighborhood. They, she came over. And so they were all, they had the same floor plan. So they were all picking the bedrooms and they were there for, I don't know, 45 minutes to an hour. The husband starts negotiating with me on price. He says, you know, the value that he thinks that it's at. Because they're interviewing you as an agent, right, Phil? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I did my best. I pulled out the contract. No, I, I'm electronic. I, uh, I said, let's go ahead and write it. And if that's your number, I mean, just kind of played with the conversation. Oh, no, 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 no. I've got an agent. And his house would, had listed that the day before or the night before the morning of. So he had a showing at his house. And so that's why he was out and comes into our open house. And then what happened the next day, Jeff? Uh, we got an offer. Uh, we got a call from the agent said that they wanted to write an offer. Uh, and they wrote the offer at, I don't know. They wrote the offer. Yeah. So stop. They right didn't there. even come to see the house. The agent never saw the house. The people found the house. They go through it. Then they call their agent and say, okay, great. Let's go. Let's, let's put it together. Right. And the problem, the reason why I think you say we'll get to your question. Let's just finish this, this comment. Keep going, Phil. It, the, the comment is 10 years ago, that didn't happen. Right. I'm sorry. It didn't happen with the frequency that it does today, where now we see people that are out there doing the homework, finding the house. And then they come in and say, OK, great. Let's put it. Let's put the deal together. And so how come the commission's unfortunately, well, fortunately or fortunately, depending on what side of the coin you're on, we still get paid, even though we, we as agents don't have to do as much work because our people are finding the houses. Yeah. So how do you stay ahead of them? How do we stay ahead of them? Um, I mean, to me, the agent could have, if they knew they were looking in that neighborhood came in, could have previewed the property before. Right. Um, and, and sent it to him. And maybe they did. And maybe they did in this instance. But uh, we, we know that they didn't open up the lockbox. So um, that's a little. We, yeah, we know they didn't contact us to schedule a showing with the owner. Right. Yeah, no, I mean, we, yeah, we, exactly. we, we pulled. Yeah. The, well, that's what you said is we pulled the lockbox report and the realtor had not been to the property. And we just kind of want to talk to agents and, and, and say, um, you know, we don't know that this is lo- as we go further down in the evolution of what I call real estate 2020 is that it's going to put pressure on us as con- consumers are expecting more. So, so here, here's the, I mean, some more of the story is the house had been listed for five days by the time I sat the open house. Right. So if the agent was in front of the buyer, if the agent was trying to bring value to the buyer in the internet age of things, don't you think they would have seen the house already? If it filled, if it checked enough of the boxes of what the buyer was looking for. But, but Phil, we know the truth, right? We know that the agents are not trying to find the house. They're now kicking back and uh, letting the buyers do the research. I mean, we were just in a meeting where the guy's like, you know what? I want my buyers to be able to search online so they can find the house. So then they, they can t- just tell me which one to write it on. And I just think that in the future that, unfortunately, if we allow this to happen, it's going to change the pay perspective. I mean, the, the other part of this that we haven't even discussed yet is um, now we're dealing with agents that are uneducated because they're not doing all, you know, all the work that they should and they're presenting offers. And I mean, frankly, me as a listing agent, I'm negotiating both sides of the deal now. I'm negotiating the, you know, the, 
the seller or the buyer and the buyer's agent because they're like, oh, they want a lowball. And I'm like, the market's going up. I don't get this. I mean, there's only two and a half months inventory. Is someone going to have a discussion with them about what's actually going on in the marketplace so we can get some business done? So the value that you bring to buyers in today's marketplace, in or let's say real estate 2020, is knowing the industry, knowing the inventory, knowing the areas. Help me with the list, Seabach. Finding houses well, that are I, not. Let's get let's get steely head. He had all right. So guys, the issue I'm facing is not that the agent. It's it, the legal stuff as a first time buyer that I'm not aware of. We need an in between person. That's true. I mean, we're not, I don't think that there's ever going to be a day where there's not going to be representation needed probably on both sides. I'm fully, I, I only represent one side of the deal. I don't, I don't do both sides. Um, we have an agent on both sides. I think that the legally it's, it's, uh, not good when the, the agent represents both sides. I'm just saying that the pay distribution is going to be a little bit different when they're not doing the work that they, they used to do so because the, the the buyer agent should be educating the buyer on the market on the neighborhoods and then on on the ins and outs of the house so that we can um and because now the consumer's driving that behavior and and we're they're just bringing they're just bringing offers in because they're not as educated as they used to be because the the agents were doing better jobs as they were more integrated into the process but now because all the information is online the the buyers are are way down further along the process until they get an agent and by that time they're not listening to the agent as much and they're taking control of the deal i don't know did that answer your question steelyhead and while he's while we're waiting for him to answer that you know, it's uh, it, it leaves you scratching your head, right, Jeff? Because if the buyers are responding to our marketing and they're finding the house from what we're doing with marketing the home, why is it that we still feel, I don't even know that these words are going to come out of my mouth, that we should offer as much to the other agent through MLS as we do? That's true. I mean, Steelyhead's point is the other way. He's, he, he's more taking the side of why not let, why should we not let consumers go buy a house without an agent? Hey, we power to the consumer and the consumer is going to drive behavior. We can't control that. And we, we agree. And that's totally cool that the agent, I believe that consumers should. I'm just saying that um, there, I believe there'll be a time in the future that, they'll pay for a service, which is contract writing or a third party, but it won't be uh, paid as much. So then we maybe the, the fees and the deal will be reduced and it'll just be the listing side commission and you'll just pay a realtor X amount of dollars just to write the contract. Okay, so then let's defend that then, Seabach. How do you defend your commission as a buyer's agent? Well, frankly, we just work harder. I mean, to me, um, when when... A buyer says, well, I can find my own house. I mean, my thing is, is we find houses that are better than they can find because we can find houses that are are not available online. I can educate them about, I mean, there, there's just the, the value of, you know, after you do 500 transactions, 
um, and actually seeing 800 to 1,000 homes a year and knowing the chemical makeup of neighborhoods, there is actual value that we're providing. I mean, it's just hard because a lot of uh, – Steelyhead, you're, you're absolutely 100% right on. They're the majority of agents, but this is why we're pushing towards um, the uh, – trying to stop agents from not being clueless, right? To get them educated. Yeah. So, and I love the question, Steelyhead. You're saying you have access that I don't. Um, we know of right now we've got 25 houses that we're working on bringing to the marketplace. So we have access to those that you may not know of, right? We also know that we have ways that we can find other houses that meet your criteria that may not be public on the internet. So, but that's the work that we teach our agents to do so that we can justify what we're making in today's day and age. Yeah. I mean, as a top agent, we just have access to a lot more houses because we sell houses that never come to market. And frankly, often they're the best houses, right? The best houses sell in the first three to five days. So as a consumer, if you're working a full-time job and going out, I don't know that. I mean, just knowing in Zillow, it takes maybe 48 hours to get there that you're going to be on top of it enough to have access to that. I mean, I'm hoping that that never will go away. Yeah. And I guess I'm a little confused. I wish that, should we, can we invite Steelyhead on? Yeah, I mean, Steelyhead, join the call, man. Yeah, it might like, be easier like, for us get, to hear. Bring have the, the conversation. voice forward. Yeah. yeah. I'm getting a lot of the, the chat questions here. They all do one thing very well, like search for schools, et cetera. Yeah. I don't know. It's, um, you know, one of the, we bring in stories of people that have, damn, I wish I could. I'm at work right now. But to me, oh, okay, okay. yeah, you're a good, dude. Fair I mean, the thing is, is it's also, I mean, we as agents offer a lot of free stuff online. Education that I work very hard and my time is spent going out and learning is all information. And, and I have a lot of consumers that would just want to come to me, suck all the free information out. And then go buy off of those resources and then, you know, cut me out. And, you know, I'm not a huge fan of that. I like the example you used the other day in our meeting with uh, what is it from the blacklist? You mean. Um, so, yeah, well, James Spader, right? Like he's on a hit show called the blacklist. Love that guy. And it just uh, when he's like if you've ever had the scones at Martha's like you, you know, it, it's just the, the, the true knowledge. I believe it's at the neighborhood level. It's at knowing the schools. It's knowing the, the, you know, which country clubs um, have um, you know, what their, what their fees are. Do they have an equity membership? I mean, where the, the, the I mean, there's a lot that people, um, and granted, there's a lot of buyers that want to go out and find out all that information on their own. But I bet you if it was included in a deal that they would rather work with us. I think it's the, the experiences of with uneducated agents that lead them to, uh, you know, when you Google agents, all real estate agents are scum or worthless or whatever. They're judging the um, the few, um, but it, it's not all. I just want I, I kind of just want to raise the level a little bit, Phil. Right. <clears throat> cool. What else do you want to cover here, Seabach? Um, I don't know. I just wanted to have a conversation. I mean, to me, it's just the idea that finally the real estate industry is about to change and that actually realtors, if they want to continue 
um, I mean, what we're seeing is like we're seeing top agents come in and interview us. So um, we do a we do a little bit of coaching. Uh, we help web we build websites for agents, and and we we run a team. Last year we did ninety five million dollars in production. Um, last year myself individually I sold one hundred six houses for a little over fifty eight million with lots of Phil's help. Um, but what we're seeing is agents come to us that have lived off referrals their entire life. And that referral engine is shutting down, right? Because they're not, they're getting replaced by the online agent. So these agents then have to, it's just like the person we met with before talking about their website is they have to retool themselves to understand the new value proposition that they have to offer to, to, to continue to regrow their business. And that, I wish it was easier, um, but it's going to be a challenge because it, it just, you know, it took a long time to build all that clientele. But now that clientele is online looking at homes with somebody else and out looking at, at open houses and not calling them. And all of a sudden they're in the middle of a real estate deal. And that great agent that helped them eight years ago, that's not staying in touch with them is at a you know, it's no longer in the loop. Yeah. Uh, let me see here. Hopefully I'm saying it correctly. It's Sandra Brevet, I believe. So Sandra, I totally, Seabach and I totally subscribe to that thinking. It, it is, uh, we love the people that we've done business with more than we love people we've never met, meaning a farm area, or more than we love people that we've never done business with, meaning prospects. So the ones that have, that have used us, that we have relationships with, we have, um, take more care in keeping those relationships and then we do, I, I don't know, hard to, what am I trying to say? Then what we do in, in bringing on new clients, right? I mean, let me, we, let me of say, course, respect the database. Sorry, Phil. Um, I guess to me, it's the evolution out of the Brian Buffini era, right? The, Hey, let me just pop by, pop by, pop by, you know, and need a referral. I think that we're going to have to do a better job as agents in performing service, real estate services and adding value to our clients, or we're not, we're, we can't just beg them for business, right? We're going to have to do a better job day in, day out for them and actually work hard um, to prove our worth, or we're going to be eliminated by the internet. Yeah. And Steelyhead, I disagree with the comment that buying a house is mostly a one-time deal um, just because of the number of repeat businesses that we have. I mean, I remember the, Jeff, you've the story about the client that came in and he just wanted to buy a $40,000 piece of land. And then he turned into, what was it? Six transactions within yeah, three years. I mean, I, you know, it's a, uh, and, and the thing is, is we're in the ebb and flow. I mean, we're at the statistical bottom and what that I see I mean, only 60% of Americans own a home in, 60, in uh, 2005. It was 65% due to the, the dark years that we went through. Um, it's not in trend, but as um, the economy continues to improve, I mean, obviously we're in a super economy here in Arizona um, and not all are that way, but we have heard from, you know, representatives of NAR, there's low uh, volume or low inventory around the country that, uh, real estate rebuilding that reputation and we're going to head back where people um, because when you ha when you have negative equity you're not looking to buy or sell right but when you have positive equity and you can move up you want to move up 
So uh, it will change. Bu- building and maintaining relationships is so important. Bill, you're 100%. I mean, that, there's no doubt about that. I'm just saying, I, don't know. I think we, we got to take it to another level. Yeah. And let's be honest. We know Bill Risser in real life. I mean, I guess I'd call it a relationship that we have with them, right? That, that we try to maintain. I, I don't know, Bill. The, the survey is still out. Like, I mean, I enjoyed having breakfast with you in Prescott, but I don't know. Is it important to have relationships? <laughs> I'm just messing with you, man. Absolutely. Relationships are definitely. Let's see. So, Steelyhead. Uh, I'm wondering. Okay. Yes. What so about Steely the one above question. that? Can we do haha? So you believe a bounce is coming? No dip the market and run? Ooh, I, dep- I, I mean, we, we have in my world, we have declining inventory and increasing demand. So, I mean, if you're in Oklahoma and you have decreasing demand, may there be a dip? Sure. Right. I know that uh, we have uh, relationships over in California and they're seeing decreasing inventory. Um, I mean, black. Sw- if there's no black swan, I, I see the, the leveling out uh, and back to. I mean, real estate wasn't meant to go like this, right? I mean, let's be honest. When somebody came out, called the president and said everybody should own a home, that's probably not true. And making mortgage rates so low that that everybody could buy one. And, and, you know, I don't know that we'll see that environment again. I just think we're just going to go back to to normal. We're in Scottsdale, Arizona, uh, Sandra. Okay, Phil, nice. Okay, what was the question Steelyhead said? Yeah, so Steelyhead Steelyhead said – Buying, putting an offer on a house built in 1960, uh, contacted the city, no permits on file. Should I be concerned or no big deal? So I don't know where you're located or what the real estate rules are, contract is where you're located. But in Arizona, there is an inspection period. That the, the contract here is written in favor of the buyer. There are, is it half a dozen contingencies? Maybe Bill can answer that. Do you know, Jeff, what's the number of contingencies that give the buyers an out of the I- contract Five major contingencies, six five if you're majors. considering, yeah. So Okay, so they give the buyers an out here. So once you get a property accepted and you get, I would get a contractor in there or whatever your inspection team is. So should you be concerned? Yeah. Should you know what's going to happen to a house that's going to be sold with no permits? Yeah. Should you know if the house is built correctly? Yeah. But you're going to have to get, uh, Yeah, and hopefully in, your agent will. In Phoenix and in, in Scottsdale, they allow you to uh, get a permit after the work was done. I mean, I've sold many properties that did not have permits because when I, the buyer, it's like, okay, this building's not permitted. And I'm like, okay, if we permit it. You're going to have to pay taxes. And they're like, well, I'll take care of that after it closes. Right. So, I mean, really it's, you know, is it structurally sound, but yes, you should be concerned. Absolutely. And to me, it's get a home inspector and, you know, question the seller about it, if you can get them to permit it and so be it. So, um, yeah, too many variables to really give you a solid answer. I'd talk to your agent or uh, your legal team if you're in a state where it, Bill, it involves Bill, roughly lawyers. 70% of escrows opened closed. I, in my world, it's 97% of escrows open closed. So I, I, I don't know uh, who's writing those contracts. <laughs> but uh, <Yeah. laughs> thanks, Bill. I appreciate that. Yeah. We're not the average. Average? Jeff Seabach. Yeah. I mean, I, 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 I'm, a, I'm a little bit old school because I believe that the buyer should love oh. the house before making oh. an offer. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. All right. So what is this? I get this, but it's coming. I finally believe get out whilst you can. Well, I mean, you know what? There's as many people that are going to think the market's going to go down and go up. We don't know. 
I mean, I've successfully on YouTube predicted the direction of the market in our marketplace three years in a row. Um, you know, last year, our marketplace went up 6.6%. We had 22,000 homes on the market last year. Um, and this year we have, you know, a little 6% more demand than we did last year. So it's hard to believe with demand rising and supply remaining the same. I mean, it's simple economics. It's uh, Generally, it doesn't go down when dem demand is rising, but that, it depends on where you're at. So, I mean, Phil, I'm good. I, I just want to get, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll come back. I mean, I don't know if we'll do a regular schedule thing, but just if you guys have any topics you want to hear about, let us know. Awesome. Thanks for Thank watching. You. Thanks for your guys' comments. Appreciate it. Yeah, visit us at cbock.com. It's www.s as in Sam, I, B as in boy, B as in boy, ach.com. If you're interested in real estate coaching, that's uh, 2-T-O-O, -O, many, capital M-A-N-Y, listings.com. Phil actually helped me increase our listings by 250% this year. Um, we listed 36 houses in the first quarter. Last year, we only listed 14. Um, and, uh, you know, business is rocking. And uh, we're just trying to share the wealth. So thanks for coming. And uh, we'll talk to you soon. Zillow. Oh, Steely Head. Sorry, one more. I'll, I'll finish that one. This estimate in our city is off on average by 11.7%. So generally, when I go out to see a property, I'm within 2%. So, you know, up and down. I mean, I, I went to a down. house last night and the estimate was for $9.94. I told the guy he would list it for $6.50. So they were only off by like 28% to the high side. It, here's the thing is that they take an average and you can never use averages, especially when you're not in track neighborhoods. If you're in track neighborhoods, maybe it works a little bit better. Um, I also price per square foot to me is a hogwash that's what rookies use to to use the price properties wait is that our next session i think that's our next session hey let, that's a wrap phil yeah <laughs> <laughs> awesome. let's All schedule right. it. let's schedule yeah. it sounds good all right talk All right, to you man. soon all right bye. adios